And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all that you want, son. There'll be peace when you are gone. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey everybody and welcome to Lupa's Bits. I am your host Lupa and this is episode, brace yourself, 99. Yes, episode 99. Holy crap, I'm doing 99 of these things. Alright, so before I forget and my phone dies, we are going to do some housekeeping. Because I actually have some this week. Hang on, I have to itch my ear. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And I do that so that he can't take that out of the podcast. (laughs) Okay, so here's some housekeeping. Number one, Dark Myth Publications is gearing up for the public release of Walter G. Esselman's Liberties Run 2, Tanks for the Memories. And I edited the book. So I can tell you it is, (laughs) it's an awesome story. I really, 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 really like it. I'm looking forward to book three. Um... But you need to get book two. If you've read book one, you have to get book two. You have to read book two because it goes more into um, the relationship with Danny and with Liberty. It talks, you get to meet Tessie and um, they go back to the City of Angels. And yeah, it's just, it's an incredible story um, with a tank, (laughs) with a tank and a school bus, a tank and a school bus. So, yeah, that's coming out um, very, very soon. And speaking of Walter, we also want to congratulate him as he was named the new president of the Jasomon Dark Myth Company. Now, for those of you who don't understand president, CEO, CFO, COO, you know, <laughs> there are many other C's, but I'm not going to use them because this is a polite podcast. Um, CBO, <laughs> sorry, Al, <laughs> I totally forgot his, um, Walter did not take Dave's spot. Walter did not take Dave's job. Dave still has his job. We did not fire Dave. So Dave still has his job. Um, Walter has just been promoted. He is now in the executive, um, and he's got a lot more responsibility now, kind of. <laughs> he's already doing everything that the president does so we basically just gave him the title that he'd already earned um okay so moving on henry henrik thank you see this is why i have my live studio audience in my ear so that he can pronounce the things that i can't henry henrik the editor in the editor-in-chief of Dark Myth Comics, will be working with Carlos Ramos to create new issues of American Smash. Woo, I'm excited. Uh, news coming out of the live events, Jason Pop Culture Expo 2022 will take place Sunday, November 12th, 2022, from noon till 6. Put it on your calendar. And it's going to be held this year at the Hilton Garden Conference Center in Victorville. California. 
So you can book your room, you can go down to the event, you can spend the day at the event, you can have a few drinks, you can have a good time, and never have to leave the hotel. Don't have to get in your car, don't have to drive to another venue. You can do it all in one spot. Um, and Scarefare. Now, I got a treat for you for Scarefare. Scarefare will be held in October at the Texarkana Convention Center in Texarkana. Of course, where else would it be? Um, and from blah, 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 let's try that again. For more information, uh, stay tuned here. Listen to me, because, you know, why wouldn't you? Or go to www.pcehd.com. That's www.pcehd.com. All right, moving on. So, congratulations goes out to Gary Falls Jr., who has been named the new general manager of Myth Mart. Well done, Gary. Well done. Uh, where am I? <laughs> okay, so with Walter becoming president of the company, um, he will step down as the director of the OCC, the Open Contract Challenge, and he has announced his successor, Ms. J. Bailey. Congratulations, J. Welcome to the team. We look forward to working with you. And she will be heading up the 2023 contest. Okay, and finally, you got a lot of housekeeping this week. Finally, we can announce the final two contestants. Wait. Okay. We can announce the final two contestants for this year's Open Contract Challenge. The finalists are Cliff Flint and Robert P. Atone. And they will go head to head. And last year's grand prize winner, Peggy, Peggy Gerber, will choose the winner for this year. <laughs> Have fun, Peggy. Have fun. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all the housekeeping that we have. Um, a question for the live studio audience. We opted not to do the phone call. We opted to not do the phone call. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. Okay. Anyway, carrying on. So yeah, this is episode 99. I have done 99 episodes of Lupus Bits alone. And I don't know how many Myth Bits. I did a lot of Myth Bits. But I have done 99 of my own solo podcast. Um, that's kind of a lot. Plus not 93 of Myth Bits. But Myth Bits, I started out with a co-host. I had a co-host for about... 10 episodes, 15 episodes. And then like over the succession of episodes, I had guests on there. I did interviews. I brought Dave on a few times. I had Mike back. Um, I had Walter on the show. I had Kevin on the show. I had a few people. Like I didn't always do the episodes by myself. Um, for the most part, Lupa's Bits has been all me just me, nobody but me, the entire time. I think I've done a couple of interviews. I think I've done one interview, maybe two. I think I had Mike on my show once, maybe. I don't know. No, I haven't, actually. I haven't had Mike and Jay on my show. I've been on their show. 
and I keep promising to have them on my show. So maybe we'll set up something for the 100th episode because that's going to be a big one. That's 100 episodes is, is kind of huge. You know, that's a lot of episodes. It's almost two years worth of episodes. Yeah, it's almost two years worth of episodes. Holy crap. I've been at this. I've definitely been podcasting for over two years. For sure. But, yeah. Holy crap. 99 episodes. Here we are. So, I am home. Um, I got home. I left California at about 4 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> I know. Most people, if they have a long drive that they have to do, they'll leave at like 4 or 5 in the morning. Not me. I'll get up. I'll, you know, take my time. I'll hang out for the day. You know, do my thing. Pack the car and leave at dinner. And then drive for 12 hours. <laughs> Which is exactly what I did. Actually, I think I only drove for 10 hours the first day. Um, and then I got a hotel at like 2 o'clock in the morning. But uh, I find I like driving at night um, far better because... There are no transports, for the most part, on the highway. There are very few cars on the highway. And you can just, like, fly. It's cooler, so you don't have to have the air conditioning on, so you're not using as much gas. Um, but I have come to the conclusion that the entirety of the interstate highway network from California to Detroit is under construction. And then once you cross the border, um, so is the 401 under construction. <laughs> I, I think I drove maybe 10 or 20 clicks and then there'd be more construction on the highway. And it wasn't just like, you know, they work during the day and then they put all their toys away. And they open up both the lanes of the highway. No, 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 no. They have to take the traffic down to one lane. And you do this one lane for like 45 minutes. And of course, as you're coming up to, like you get plenty of notice that um, the lane is going to be reduced down to one lane. You get the signs, you know, left lane closed or right lane closed long time before you actually get to where it merges into one lane and I usually as soon as I see the signs I get my keister over because I know and there's the same idiots in the states as there are in Canada and y'all know them they stay in that closed lane until the last possible second and then they want to come over and then they shoot you a dirty look because you're doing 80 and they want to come and cut in front of you and you're not going to let them because you did what you were supposed to do when the sign told you to do it. And the dang near rain run you off the road. So, yeah, that was, that was fun. I can tell you, I actually made up curse words a few times coming down the highway. I think I drive by myself because <sighs> I tell you, if Littlefoot could talk, the things that she would say... Um, probably get me in a lot of trouble for one <laughs> i'd be on a watch list or six for another but yeah 
I, I don't, I don't like stupid drivers. They, they irritate me. They really do. And I don't like people that, okay, so it's all the signs, every state. Yeah, most states that I went through, you had to stay right except to pass. Fine. I get it. Fine. But how can you stay right except to pass when everybody in the right lane is doing 10 miles less than what the speed limit even is? So you spend most of your time in the passing lane. You might as well just stay there. And then you get some fool that flies up behind you. You look in your rear view. There's nobody there. You blink. You look again. And you're seeing the grill of the front end of his vehicle. And they're flashing their lights at you. And they're running up on the back end of you. And I'm a little car. Unfortunately, the driver has a really big attitude. Because I don't get intimidated easily when I'm driving. I've driven enough that I don't get intimidated. Um, Highway changing intimidates me uh having to take off ramps to another highway intimidate me drivers piss me off (laughs) they don't intimidate me they just make me mad so when you come flying up on me and i'm already doing like 15 to 20 over the speed limit and you want me to get out of the way while i'm trying to pass a line of transport trucks guess what i'm gonna do I'm going to drop it down to just 10 over the speed limit. Because then technically I'm allowed to be in the passing lane. Because I'm still passing the vehicles in the right lane. But now I'm driving you insane. And I mean, I watch them like completely lose their minds. Nostrils flaring, gripping the steering wheel, screaming. It's hilarious. So, um... Yeah, so uh, don't don't come rushing up on me and then expect me to just jump out of the way. Like, what do you want me to do? Pull a Griswold and go underneath the transport truck? That's not going to happen. No, I will take my time passing all the cars until I feel like that's a big enough space. I can get over there and drive for a while and then I might let you go by me. But I'm going to make you wait first. If you just keep an even distance, then... Probably as soon as I possibly can, I will get over out of your way. But if you come rushing up on me and you're trying to push me out of the way, I am going to dig my heels in and hold my position. That's that's just how it is. (laughs) I'm stubborn that way. Don't try and intimidate me. It's not going to work. And I, my dad taught me uh, little tricks that to do that will freak out the person behind you and they will back off because they think you're going to slam on those brakes at any point in time and stop the car you get too close to me i'm going to tap my brakes and you're going to think you're going to be in my back seat yep standards are great for that <laughs> anyway so yeah that was fun so i guess the last time i talked to you guys Last time I podcasted, I was in the state of Nevada. Okay, that's why I had my, I was going to, why I needed my laptop. Because I'm going to tell you the states that I went through to get home. And there's a story for pretty much everyone. Um, I need to go to Google Maps. My brain's not functioning. It's been really hot and I'm pretty sure 
my first day home, I actually cooked my brain. Um, when I when I got here, okay. So let me see. One, there we go. Okay, there's there's that address, and then I want directions from there. No, no, get up there to my house. So from Dave's house to my house. I don't know. My computer's decided I don't, I'm not allowed to know. Um, it's pretty much from one end of the country to the other. My, my internet's being really slow tonight. I don't know why, but it is. So we're going to shut that off and shut that off. Okay, so let's, the, hello, I'm waiting for the lines to pop up. They have home, and they have, but there, there is no line to go through. Leave now. Leave now. Sorry, we could not calculate the driving directions. <laughs> what if I switched it around? Put my address first. Oh, look at that. Now it works. I guess because the laptop's back in Canada, they couldn't do reverse directions. Okay, so it's saying it's 30, 36 hours, which is which is right. It's 36 hours. Um, I left and I hit Nevada. I went through Vegas. I got video of the strip for Crystal as I drove by it because I wasn't stopping. <laughs> and then you get past Vegas and there's not much else. Once you're past Vegas, it's, it's kind of just like all these tall buildings, these, you know, palm trees and, and looks very industrial and very, um, suburban. And then there's like these little subdivisions of houses. And then you get to the raunchier side of Vegas where you start seeing the billboards for the bordellos and the brothels and, you know, hire a girlfriend and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden there's nothing. Not a tree, not a shrub, <laughs> not a cell phone tower, nothing. And then it starts getting into these nice rolling hills and um, the mountains. Like there's always the mountains. The mountains are always in the distance. It's like you almost feel like you could drive forever and you would never reach those mountains. They would just keep moving. That they're always like the same distance away from you, no matter where you are. There they are. So um, I wasn't in Nevada for very long. And then I hit Utah. Let me tell you, that was an experience. Um, I ended up staying the night in, um, where did I stay? Green River, Green River, Utah. And I know this because I zoomed in on the map and it came up and I'm like, yes, I stayed there. I stayed at Green River, Utah. So that was pretty much, um, I drove pretty much the width of Utah. Um, and it was almost at the state line when I stopped. I was almost in Colorado when I stopped. So I, you go through these, these, you go through the Dixie National Forest and it's a fairly big forest. But it's not really 
forest. <laughs> I don't know why they're saying it's forest because there were some trees, but for the most part, it was these really weird looking mountains. Like it, it, they didn't look like mountains. They just looked like great big, huge boulders. The size of mountains, okay? But boulders, not what you would expect a mountain to look like. You know, with the the rocky peaks and... and, and but oh, I got some incredible video um, weaving through these mountains and just... You're suspended on this highway and it drops off on both sides. <laughs> It drops off on both sides. So I'm, I don't exactly know how far down these mountains went. And I don't know how far up they went because I couldn't see that high. And I'm trying to stay on the road because the road is weaving around these mountains. I don't think you could go through them. But you're weaving around these mountains. And then you would come out to a clearing. And then you would go back into weaving in between these pink and red and brown mountains, rocks. They were rocks. They were just huge rocks. <laughs> That's all I can say. They're huge rocks. Um, it was just, it was, it was almost, it was a spiritual experience going through because you're seeing all these signs too that are saying, watch for falling rock. But you're driving beside a very large boulder that is supposed to be a mountain. Well, watch for falling rock. That is a rock. And if it decided it was going to relocate, it would crush me like a soda can. <laughs> I, would be, I wouldn't even be a speed bump to this rock. Okay, it wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even be a blip on its sensory radar. It would just keep going. It wouldn't even slow it down. Um, but they're just, they're, they're gorgeous. And they've got like these little divots in them. And some of them look deep enough to be caves. So I don't know. They might have been caves. I was looking for mountain goats. Um, I did actually. <laughs> I'm not sure if I was still in California. Um, but I did. You did. I did say it on last week's podcast. I did see a herd of wild donkey. That was kind of that was kind of cool. And two white horses, just wild white horses, just running. Um I think that pretty much summed up the wildlife that I saw. I mean, I saw a lot of dead deer, dead... I smelled a lot of dead skunks, dead raccoons. Um, but for the live... I did see a live deer. Uh, I don't know where I was. I was in construction. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I was in road construction. And we were down to one lane. And there were these cement barricades on either side to make sure we stayed in the one lane. And there's this poor deer running around on the dirt that I guess was going to be the new roads. And it looked very young. She looked very confused and scared and all. And they're just sending out like, just, just turn around, go back to the trees. If you turn around, you'll see green. Go back to the trees. <laughs> just, just go. Um, but yeah, it was, Utah was an incredible drive going through like you do go through like I said you do go through some forest and as you get past Richfield it kind of that's when the rocks start cropping up um these these I don't even know what they're oh okay they're called the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area 
and it's it's just these huge rocks that you drive through and it's pretty much from Richfield to Grand Junction in Colorado but I stopped in Green River because I was tired so we stopped in Green River found a hotel and crashed got up the next morning and we were in Colorado now I have a few things to say about Colorado a holy crap it's huge the bulk of my drive <laughs> the next day was Colorado. <laughs> All I wanted to do was get out of Colorado. I wanted to just, as long as I made it to Iowa, I could stop. I could not spend the entire day in the same state that I crossed into that morning and stop for the night. No, I needed to get out of that state. It's a huge, huge state. It's like driving through Georgia takes forever. Oh, anyway, so it was really cool to drive through um, the Rocky Mountains. Um, it was not really cool to drive through the Rocky Mountains. Now, I'm going to explain the difference. Driving through the Rocky Mountains, you're driving up the mountain, you're looking at the mountain. My little car does not like driving up the mountains, just to make that clear. Uh, I couldn't get her up over 60 miles an hour, which is 80. Nope. She's like, no, no. I had pedal to the metal. And she was, nope. That was it. That's all she was doing. No. <laughs> she was not going any faster. And then we hit the top of the hill. And she's like, woohoo, down. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm doing like 140. Holy crap. I got to hold on. Because you're weaving. There's turns. And there's all these signs that tell are telling the truckers as you're going down the other side of the mountain, you're not down yet. You still got like two and a half miles to go. Stay in low gear. You're not done yet. Hey, truckers, you've still got to keep going. Like every couple of miles, there's these signs to the truckers. Hey, truckers, <laughs> you're not done yet. You're not out of the woods yet. You're not down. Um, I didn't like going through. And I mean, through, okay? You're driving along and all of a sudden there's a tunnel. Like there's this big mountain in front of you and there's a tunnel. Now, just talking about it is giving me heart palpitations, okay? Just reliving it in my brain is, 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 is. okay. So anybody who knows me knows I don't do well on bridges, or tunnels. I do even worse in tunnels than I do on bridges. Now I'm getting better at bridges. I can just kind of like look ahead and listen to the radio or whoever I'm on the phone with at the time talks me through it, distracts me and I can get over the bridge. I am claustrophobic and I don't like my head covered well, when you're going through a tunnel at the base of a mountain, you have an entire mountain on your head. Okay. So first of all, I'm having issues with the fact that I am entrusting cement that somebody probably built. I think the one said as we were going through the uh, Hoover Tunnel, I think that's who it was, it was built in 18 something, 1826 or something. I, I need to look that up. 
Because, damn. Uh, uh, west of Den Okay, that might be the one. The Eisenhower Tunnel. The Johnson Memorial Tunnel. It's a... Bless you. Dual bore four-lane vehicular tunnel in the western United States, approximately 60 miles west of Denver, Colorado. The tunnel carries Interstate 70. Yes, it was I-70. Under. Under. Under being the operative word. Under. The Continental Divide. I went under. The Continental Divide. <laughs> in the Rocky Mountains. I'm really glad I didn't know that <laughs> as I was going through. That was the one that I had the panic attack in. I, I was telling Dave that I had a, in the middle of this freaking tunnel. I was having a panic attack. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, this, this. I'm glad I did not know that I was going underneath the Continental Divide. I would have been Sid the Sloth the entire time. I just it would have been I would have been that stupid squirrel in Ice Age chasing after that nut just trying to get out of that tunnel. <laughs> I want to see light. Go towards the light. I was. I that's I kept saying go towards the light. Go towards the, the only time in my life I will ever go towards the light is if I am underwater or in a tunnel. <laughs> then I will go towards the light. <sighs> yeah, no. It was it was not yeah, that's the one. That's that's the yeah, that's it. That's the picture. That's the picture of it. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, there's lighting systems inside. And I kept looking at these these green arrows. Okay. Looking at these green arrows going, if those suckers turn red, I'm I don't care. I'm gonna keep driving. I am not stopping in the tunnel. It's not gonna happen. This is not going to be no. <laughs> Just no. Like you have no idea. Like this, just no. And you get in to this tunnel, and there's nothing but cement walls. Alexa, turn on living room light. Okay. It's late at night, so he turned off the light on me, telling me to go to bed. Um. Playing ignite, rated remix. No, no, Alexa, stop. Say try Amazon Music Unlimited. Ignite, rated remix. Alexa. Alan Walker. He's not listening to me. He's just going to keep talking. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Wow. Okay. So I need to tell you something. Um, my electronics have been really, really wonky since I got home. Uh, my computer keeps telling me I'm hooked up to an Ethernet cord to my internet. I'm not. I'm on Wi-Fi. Um, my phones have been acting really, really weird. Both of them. Um, my Echo Dot is possessed. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him. He's just... I, uh, the only thing that has actually worked correctly is my TV. Kinda. It did something weird yesterday. But I, I don't know if it's because I hit a weird button or what but yeah everything else has been like really my watch 
It was fully charged. I put it on 20 minutes later. It was telling me it was at 10%. I'm like, wait, what? You've been on the charger the entire night. How is this a thing? I don't understand. But yeah, my electronics have just been like my my earbuds will just randomly disconnect. I'll be, you know, listening away to something or talking to somebody and it'll go, disconnected. What? No, you're not. Um, yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just the energy I'm putting out. Yeah, that, that just not, that's not right. I'm looking at the picture of the tunnel. I need to show my live studio audience the picture of the entrance to the tunnel. Oh, I see. Weirdness. Weirdness is abounding. My face is not working. Okay, there we go. You're going in there. <laughs> and then, um, let me see. That's inside. I'm showing him pictures. And he's like, Maha. yeah, no. He'd be screaming like a girl just like me. <laughs> he wouldn't go in there. Yeah, see, no, he would. Yeah, you'd go in there? Yeah, no, that's not what you said when I told you about it. He's like, oh, that freaked me out too. Anyway. Uh, oh. So, yeah, look it up. <laughs> okay, there we go. I gotta figure it out now. Uh, look it up. It's the Eisenhower Memorial Bore. That's the westbound tunnel. I was going east. So the eastbound tunnel is just over a mile long. It seemed like a lot longer than that. And the tunnels are sloped. Yeah. Okay. So not only are you going through the tunnel, but you're going down into the earth. At a 1.64% grade with an elevation of 11,013 feet. So my ears are popping and the whole nine yards. Um, yeah, they were the highest vehicular tunnels in the world. Yay! <laughs> it was opened in... And I'm telling you all this because this tunnel actually like had a serious impact on me, okay? It, it like... It's not, they're not very wide. They're only 40 by 48 by 40 feet. Okay. They're 48 feet wide by 40 feet high. That's not that big. Not that big. Especially when you got transport trucks going through there. And they're not allowed to take dangerous goods in there. Yeah. 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 So the original clearance was 13 feet, 16 inch inches, which isn't that high. Um, and the trucking industry lobbied the Colorado Department of Transport and to increase the distance. So they retrofitted everything and they pushed everything. I am so glad I did not know any of this. I would have been more of a mess than I was. Um, to mitigate the dangers posed by a fire inside the tunnel, trucks hauling hazardous material are prohibited from using the tunnel. Um, so prohibited trucks, cyclists, pedestrians, and those who wish to stop and view the scenery must take the longer and steeper climb and descent of the older U.S. Highway 6. Nobody told me that there was another route. There were no signs that said alternate route for scaredy cats. I did not see that sign anywhere. I would have taken that route. But no, I went through the tunnel. And there are a lot of them. 
I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of tunnels through mountains. I'm not like most of them were you're in, you're out. Like you go in and as you're like you're going in on a bend and you come around the bend and there's the exit and you're out. But yeah, no, there's a lot of them. So I got out of Colorado and um, where did I stay in Nebraska? I think I stayed in Adair. Adair is a tiny little town. It's pretty much a sneeze on the map. Because I don't even think it shows up on, um, yeah, I passed a sign that said Sutton while I was in Nebraska. I got all excited, but no, I was still like three states from home. Three states, two states, one state, Nebraska. What's the next state? I don't know. Oh, Iowa. Yeah. And then Chicago, then, uh, Iowa, Illinois, and then Michigan. Yeah. Michigan is where I crossed. Michigan's where I crossed. Yeah. Michigan's where I crossed. So I stayed in, did I, no, maybe it was Iowa. Maybe I drove all the way through and I stayed in, um, no, did I stop before Omaha? I don't know where I stopped. I know it was a dare. I don't know where a dare was. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I really don't. I'm pretty sure I stopped before Omaha. Uh, anyway, I st Adair is either in Colorado or Nebraska. Um, I don't know which. I don't think I drove through Omaha. Second night, I don't know. Anyway, so I only stayed in two hotels. So um, it was somewhere. And it was just this little sneeze. Pretty much it had a couple of gas stations. Um, I pulled in at like 3 a.m. And the office was actually locked and it says ring bell. And I felt really bad because I woke up the clerk. But she was super nice and she's like, I just had a guy call me at 1 a.m. and cancel his room. He said he couldn't make it. So I actually have one room available. It was the only room she had left and it was the room right beside the um, the lobby. I didn't care. It was great. It was on the ground level. I could pull my car right up. I unload my stuff, go in. I didn't even shower. Like normally I shower every night at the end of driving so that I can loosen up my muscles, wash the, you know, dust of the day off of me and then I get into bed and I just I texted Dave and said okay I found a hotel I'm safe um texted Crystal texted my mom this is where I'm staying so that there are enough people out there in case something happens to me that they know the last place that I was seen they know the last place that I was <laughs> I tell everybody this is where I am um and then I just I think I had a slice or two of pizza. I'd gotten a pizza at one of the gas stations. Now, don't be don't be knocking it. It's actually pretty good. Their pizza is pretty good. Um, and I just crawled into bed, took my meds, and turned my fan on and went to sleep. Got up the next morning and I was up by nine. I think I went. I think I got like six hours sleep, five hours sleep, and I was back on the road by ten thirty. Um, 
And then I was home by four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the next morning, I just kept driving. And I drove through, um, so I left Colorado, or I left Nebraska. And Nebraska's, it's nice. You know, it's not anything special. I, the, the farther east I got, the more it started looking like home, the greener it got. And you can kind of see uh, between Colorado and Nebraska that velvety blanket look disappears and it starts getting greener and greener. Um, Iowa was, it was nice, you know. I went through Iowa. I was happy to see Iowa. I kind of did like the whole, I think I was on the phone with Dave when I crossed from Colorado into Iowa or I was on the phone with Crystal. One of the two got the, yes, I am out of Colorado. Because <laughs> I was just happy to see the tail end of Colorado. No more mountains, no more tunnels. <laughs> I was done. I'm out. I mean, it's really pretty. I stopped and I got some really nice pictures. There's some really nice scenic overlooks on the high, on the actual interstate. So you don't actually have to drive that far off the interstate to have a good look at the Rocky Mountains and the Continental Divide, apparently. Um, so I did get some nice pictures and um, I got some, I took some video while I was driving and I got some pictures while I was driving. Um, so there's some really nice scenery. It was a lovely drive. Like it wasn't boring um by any stretch of the imagination so yeah i went through iowa and then i went through and i, I know i'm saying iowa weird because i can hear it myself i'm saying it the canadian way don't mock me <laughs> i'm telling my studio audience don't mock me i'm back in the land of canada so you're gonna get my canadian accent back hmm i think you've missed it anyway so <laughs> um yeah, and then we went through Illinois, like the upper end of Illinois. Sorry, Kev. I would have come to see you, but you were down too far. <laughs> I was not stopping. Same with you, Walter. When I went through Michigan, you know, I was just, I was on a mission at that point in time. Once I hit Michigan, I crossed. See, now here they have me crossing in, where do they have me crossing? I don't know where they have me crossing. Where's the Ambassador Bridge? Oh, right there. Yeah, they cro I crossed in Detroit. So I crossed in uh, Detroit, Michigan, and I had set my Arrive Can, which is this app that you have to fill out when you're coming into Canada. And I had filled it all out, set it all up and said, you know, I kind of guesstimated that I would be crossing the Ambassador Bridge at midnight. Now, that was um, a very thrifty guesstimation. I figured it would probably be much later than that that I would be crossing. I crossed, well, actually, I didn't even take the Ambassador Bridge because as I was driving through um, Ann Arbor, it's telling me that there's a 30-minute slowdown on the bridge. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Do you want to take an alternate route? Well, what do I do? I Sure, why not? Let's take the alternate route. It's gonna. It says it's going to save me 20 minutes. I'm all about saving time at this point. I'm about five hours from my own bed. Let's save some time. Little did I realize that you have two options to cross into Canada because you're crossing water. So you can take the Ambassador Bridge or you can take the tunnel. Yep. <laughs> Guess what the alternate route was? It was a 
tunnel underneath the um what is what is that water where's that water that you cross i think it is yeah it's the detroit river you go underneath the detroit river i was driving under bodies and cars and sunk boats i'm pretty sure somebody with cement shoes was standing over top <laughs> right <laughs> So, yeah, you cross um, and you go from Detroit into Windsor. And it's it's a decent, like, it, it's, a, it's a decent drive. Um, let me see. Let's see. Detroit-Windsor Tunnel. That's what I took. Um, it's not telling me. I'm waiting for my mail to come to tell me all the tolls that I have to pay because they're all, like... Um, Okay, here we go. It's open 24 hours, which is good to know. Uh, $4.50 American, $4.75 Canadian to cross this tunnel. I don't want to pay to come back into my own country. If I had known I had to pay to come back in my own country, I would have stayed in the States. It is 5,160 feet long. That's how long it is. And it goes under the Detroit River. Yay. Uh, and a speed. Speeding. A Thorinson. Thoris, Thorson. Soren Anton Thorson was the architect for the tunnel. Um, yeah, I know the staff was not super friendly. I swear. Okay, so I get across and I'm at customs. And I'm waiting. Or no, I'm not across yet. Am I across yet? Yes, I'm across. I've gone through the tunnel. Uh, so now I'm in a, a panicked state because I've just gone through a stupid tunnel under the water. And I get to customs. Now, do you remember me telling you about the customs border patrol dude that I had on my way down that looked at me and said, you better make sure you come back on time. I'm pretty sure I had the same guy going back. Looked just like him. Now, you have to know, my car is little. And the booths at the border are up on a cement pedestal, I guess. And they're in this booth, which has a floor that is raised. So I look out the window, and all I'm looking at is his crotch. His belt, actually. So all I can see is gun mace, taser, handcuffs, and a really big belt buckle that he must have been compensating for something. But gun, <laughs> taser, mace, handcuffs, gun, <laughs> big gun, taser. And this is what I'm looking at. And he's like, where are you coming from? California. Oh, he says, okay. Well, what were you doing out there? Personal? None of your damn business. But I couldn't say that to him. So, you know, personal. And he says, uh, do you have anything to declare? No. You know, do you have any tobacco? Blah, 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 blah. No. Um, he's got the flashlight and he's like, he's looking in the car. And he's like, okay, walk me through the car. What? There's no walking through my car, dude. You're tall enough, you could reach in from one side to the other. 
What do you mean? Walk you through? Walk me through the car. What's in the car? All right. Because I am a little anal retentive when it comes to packing, and I am an expert packer. I can pack more stuff into a vehicle than you would believe possible. So, and I know where absolutely everything is. So, I start the big orange suitcase in the very back. Clothes I didn't need. I brought them. Didn't need them. Right beside that, I'm a podcaster. It's all my electronics. Podcasting equipment, keyboard, extra cords, video cameras, all of that. Okay, he says, yeah, carry on. Back seat, we've got a clothing basket with my Keurig in it because my boyfriend doesn't have a coffee pot, plus some extra clothes that, again, I didn't need. Uh, then there's my toiletry bucket, which a whole bunch of toiletries that, again, I didn't need. And then a suitcase of clothing that I took into the hotel every night. Most of them I didn't need either. All I really needed was a couple of pairs of shorts, a tank top, and something to sleep in, and a few pairs of underwear. In the front seat, I have... Oh, I, did, I forgot to tell him about the cooler. <laughs> so, he's like, okay, well, what's in the very, very back? Dude, I already told you. The big orange suitcase with the clothes I didn't need is in the very back. It's a little car. There's not a very, very back. There's a very back in the back. There isn't a very, very back. He's like, so, and then he, he looks and he's like, you drove this to California and back. Yes. Why? So now I'm thinking my ex has, you know, decided he's, hate, he hates me now because we're divorced. So he's put out like a stolen something on the car because the car is in his name and my name. And well, the car is in my name. The loan is in his name and my name. So I'm thinking, wait, wait, is my car listed as stolen or something? What's wrong? Or, you know, maybe there was a screw up from the company that we bought the car from. I don't know. And I'm like, yes. Why? Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) Just let, I just, let me go, dude. I got to pee. See, now I'm nervous. So now I have to pee. Every time I get nervous, I have to pee. It's a thing. I had to pee a lot coming through the Rocky Mountains, let me tell you. Um, so, and then he's like, okay, welcome home. Hands me back my passport and off I go. All right, so now I'm a little more than shaken because I've just gone through a tunnel underwater and been interrogated at the border. He didn't even look at my arrive can. Didn't even look at my vaccines or anything. None of that. I mean, I was very proud of the fact that I happened to hit the border a half an hour before I said I was going to. I said midnight. I was there at 1132. 1132. I was early. Anyway, so you come out. Now, Windsor, unfortunately, is very much like Hamilton, and they are all one-way streets. I don't know why they would make them all one-way streets coming out of the border, because it spits you out into downtown Windsor, and all the streets run one way or the other. None of them go both ways at the same time. No. So... I missed the first turn because now I'm trying to shut off my American phone because it no longer works, trying to turn on my Canadian phone because I need my map, and neither one of them are doing as they're told. My American phone keeps saying rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. I don't know what she's rerouting. She's got no signal, but she's trying to reroute me. I finally get my Canadian phone. I I had to pull over so that I could type in the password because I locked it somehow. Um... And it's not picking up the signal from the cell towers. It's not picking up the Canadian cell tower signal. And she's going, rerouting, rerouting, 
and I'm, I'm ready to pitch both of them out of the car and just kind of Pocahontas my way home. You know, tune into my, my inner native and just like, okay, where's, look at the trees. Moss always grows on the north side of a tree. Go that way. <laughs> just follow the 401 until I see something I recognize. Because I knew I had to get on the 401 east. I still needed to go east. Okay, so. I finally, I pull into this parking lot beside this hotel and I'm looking at the hotel and I'm going, you know. And then, of course, there's this cheap stickler that sits on my shoulder that doesn't like me spending money and will talk me out of spending money going, you're only four hours from home. You're only five hours from home. Why would you get a hotel? You're five hours from home. Just drive home. So. I finally get my Canadian phone working. I message Dave because he's like, hello, where'd you go? What's going on <laughs> at this point? And I set the map. I get in the direction that I'm supposed to be going. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop at the first en route that I see, which if you're American, they're kind of like, um, they're, okay, so you know when you're driving down the interstate and you get the signs that say gas, lodging, food, and then you're driving down the interstate and you have rest areas that have free Wi-Fi and bathrooms. Well, put all of those together without the lodging. There, you at an en route, and it's only in Ontario because they're on, en route. Ontario route stops. They're en routes. So they're only in Ontario. But in the en route, there is um, parking for truckers so that they can sleep. There is a gas station. There are bathrooms inside. You can go in a beautiful building. It's air conditioned. You can go in. There's beautiful bathrooms. There is usually a Tim Hortons and a Burger King and a little convenience store. And sometimes you'll get a Subway or um, a KFC or a Wendy's or something like that. So you can get food and coffee and gas and pee and go. And if you really want, you can go to sleep in your car in the parking lot. You can do that too. Um, so I stopped and it was funny. I realized when I stopped at this en route that it was the exact same en route that I stopped at as I was leaving the country. When I said, okay, I'm going to stop at the last en route before I leave the country. I'm going to fill up on gas so I can get out of Detroit because you don't want to stop in Detroit. You never want to stop in Detroit. There's no need to stop in Detroit. <laughs> you just want to keep going right through it. Okay. Just don't stop. Keep going. So I stopped and I peed. And I got gas and I was going to get a coffee and I thought, you know, no, <laughs> I'm not going to get a coffee because then I won't be able to sleep when I get home at all. By the time I'm tired enough to sleep, it's going to be daylight and my brain's going to go, you need to be awake now. And I'll just, I'll end up staying up. So Dave stayed with me and talked to me all the way home <laughs> right until I pulled into the driveway and shut the car off. And then he's like, okay, now I can go to sleep. <laughs> You're home. The car is turned off. Everything is good. I'll talk to you sometime tomorrow or later in the day because it was like four o'clock in the morning when I pulled in. Well, I pulled in and it was slightly raining and I knew it was going to be raining the next day. And it was stupid hot, like stupid hot. It was 90 degrees with like 75% humidity. Stupid hot. I'm not used to humidity. I have been in California for the last month and a half. Their idea of humidity is like 25%. And that's like, what? 
it's only 25% because it just rained. <laughs> There's, there is no humidity in California. It's a dry heat. It's lovely. I loved it. Every time we'd go out and they're all going, it's hot. And I'm like, no, it's beautiful out here. It's a beautiful day. I would sit out on the balcony. You know, I sat out there a few times and just like soaked it up. Just, I love this. It's like going to a spa and getting that radiant heat on you. It just does something for your bones. It's really good. Anyway, so it was stupid hot. And I thought, you know what? I am not going to feel like unloading the car tomorrow when I wake up. I'm going to feel like staggering around my apartment in nothing but a tank top and my underwear. I don't want to have to come out and see the people and unload my car. So I unloaded my car before I, I went to bed, brought everything in, just dumped it. I opened the apartment door. Now there's this TikTok going around that is um, Bobcat Goldthwait. And he's doing that, you know, why is it so hot? I opened the door and it felt like Satan farted in my face. Um, I'm pretty sure when I opened my apartment door, something in here dinged and told me that, that you know, fries are done. Because it was hot as an oven. When I walked in, it was, what was it, 93 degrees? And that was in the morning. That was like after I'd had the windows open. It was like up to 100 in here when I first walked in the door and I'm like, oh, oh, this is not right. And it's, it's raining. So it's a hundred percent humidity. Um, I'm running around opening all the windows, turning the fans on and just like stripping the clothing off because I'm soaked by this point in time. And I'm just like, oh, my bed felt like the bed heater was on. It was that hot. Like it was, it was bizarre. Like my sheets were hot and I'm like, how? How? It, it feels like somebody was lying here. My sheets were that warm. It felt like there was a body in my bed. I didn't care. I took my meds. I put both fans blowing directly on me. I didn't open my bedroom window, which I probably should have. I would have slept better if I had of. Um, but, you know, I just, I put the fans on me. I threw the blankets off the bed and I just laid down and I slept. I think I woke up at 930 to go pee and went, no, I'm not getting up. I've only been asleep for four hours. This is not going to be a thing. And I went back to bed and slept till 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> Got up, had coffee, and I opened my fridge and went, crap, I need to go out because all I had was a package of bologna that I stole from Dave. Oh, by the way, I stole a package of bologna. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you until today. Uh, well, Zoe was there, so she knew. And, and in her, in, in, in our defense, when I, I made the crack about, oh, I should steal a pack of bologna. And Zoe looked at me and said, dad told you, you could take whatever you wanted. You take whatever you need. So I took the pack of bologna because <laughs> I was going to eat it and it just never happened. So I have a pack of bologna. I had two bottles of creamer, which survived. I'm, I'm surprised. With the minimal amount of ice that I put in that cooler, they survived. And two things of yogurt. Um, one cup of soup, one Mr. Noodles, and two cans of soup. That's all I had. And I'm looking at that going, oh, no, this can't be. This is no, no, <laughs> no. Damn it. I need to put clothes back on 
I need to get back in my car and I need to go grocery shopping, which means I then need to lug a bunch of stuff up the stairs again. So yeah, off I went, $200 later, came back, and now I have groceries. Um, and I had completely forgotten. So Sunday was my mom's 70th birthday party in Midland. And um, in case I haven't mentioned it before, uh, my brother's not talking to me and my son is not talking to me. Um, for I think they each have their own reasons why. Well, my son's not talking to me because I divorced his, his, his dad okay you'll get over it um i'm still talking to my grandson i you know what you're a grown man whatever i raised you i didn't raise you to be stupid but here we are (laughs) it is what it is um my brother's got his own reasons i suppose um which i not so politely told him at the end of my mom's party as we were leaving i looked at him and i went we good And he looked at me and he says, well, we'll talk. And I said, good, because I'm about ready to call you and tell you that you need to get over your shit. I'm done with this. Quit being a jerk. (laughs) He bust out laughing. So we're good. Uh, We still, he's still going to, he still got to work out some stuff, I guess. And, you know, he'll call me and he'll say his spiel and I will wait until he's done. And then I will tell him, dude, my life, not yours. You don't get to tell me how to live my life. I am 50 years old. I am 12 years older than you. So you don't get to tell me how to live my life. Move on. Anyway. Um, so it, that was a little awkward. Um, and then when I get there, because I'm late, uh, my landlord showed up. It was a thing. Toilets and water heaters exploded and whatever. Um so I was late. I had to pick up my daughter in Barrie and I was late getting to the party. And I texted my sister and I told her, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late. As soon as I walked in, like all the nieces, all the nephews on me and the granddaughter on me. Like I couldn't move without a child somewhere attached to me. <laughs> it was, it was great. Um, and all the people that, you know, were looking down their noses at me and, and, you know, I'm this horrible person because I left this, you know, nice man. Well, none of the kids were over with him. They were all on me. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, um, they sit me at the end of the table with them. <laughs> really? You couldn't have left me a spot? Like, not beside him? So I ended up sitting beside my cousin's kid, Cole, and across from, who was it? My aunt and Bug were kind of sitting across from me. They were sort of sharing a seat. Um, and then my granddaughter sat beside me. My daughter sat across from her dad, whatever. You know, you're down at the end of the table, whatever. So, yeah, it was a little awkward. Um, but I just, I did my thing, pasted on a happy face. I got all the niece and nephew love. Like there wasn't a kid. There wasn't a moment when I was sitting on a chair that there wasn't a kid sitting on my knee. Usually it was Haley. Haley wanted to sit on my knee. And I think that drove my brother nuts because he adores Haley. Haley is his little sweetheart in his mind. But she's my little sweetheart. Like as soon as she saw me, she like leapt off of him and was attached to me for the rest of the time. 
Um, but I mean, it's like we're not, we're not competing for the love of our nieces and our nephews. That's not. Well, he's only got one nephew. I have three. He has one because two of my nephews are two of his kids, which Bug was right on me the entire time, standing behind me with his arms around me. And, you know, I talk to him all the time on Snapchat because his mom told him he can't text me because he'll have to pay for it. So we Snapchat. <laughs> well, whatever. So, yeah, that was a little awkward. So then we went out and I got to see my dad's tree and it's doing fantastic. Well, then my mom's like, well, you need to come out and see my trailer. And I'm like, mom, your trailer is, is in my brother's driveway. Why would I go out there? <laughs> I'm not welcome out there. So I said to my brother, do you mind if I come out and look at mom's trailer? I'll just, I'll go in, I'll look at the trailer and I'll be gone. He's like, oh yeah, I don't care, whatever. I'm like, all right, just wanted to make sure it's on your property. Asking you for permi for permission. So I went out and I, it's, it's, it's a camper trailer. It's a travel trailer. That's for sure. Um, the one I lived in out at Crystal's was bigger. Well, sort of. It wasn't, it has a better living room than like the one that, that at Crystal's was narrower, but it was longer. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty and all, but for what she's paying for it and the problems she's had with it, it, I don't think it's worth it. And then the other day she was saying she sprung a leak underneath her sink and all three of us kids have told her that, you know what, just send it back. Send it back. She goes, I don't want to pack up all my stuff and move. Well, then quit complaining. Those are your choices. You know how we feel. Send it back. Or quit complaining and just deal with the problems that crop up. You know, that that's kind of, isn't that how you're supposed to do it? If you're going to complain about something, then you send it back. Or, and, and it's been a problem since she bought it. It wasn't the model she wanted, and she knew that before she even took possession of it. But, no, she just went with it. But, anyway, it's a cute little trailer. It suits her needs. And she'll find somebody to drive it to Florida for her. Because I can't... I, I've never driven a trailer. I've never towed... I've never towed anything before in my life. So, I am not driving from here... I'm not driving for three days with my mother towing her trailer because I will end up tying her up, duct taping her mouth and putting her in said trailer and carrying on. <laughs> she will be in the trailer while I'm driving. Just saying. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice drive. It was a good trip. Um, I got to see some really cool stuff on, on the drive. I got to do some really cool stuff on the drive. So uh, I'm happy to be home um, in the sense that I get to see all my stuff. All my stuff is here. And my apartment still, I, I've had it for almost two years now. It'll be two years in March. And it still feels new. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's, I committed like, oh yeah, this is mine. It still feels new. So um, I'm going to my sister's tomorrow for a couple of days. <laughs> I was talking to my neighbor, Joyce. I came home from, uh, I went shopping today. I had to get... Uh, I wanted to get my bike out of the out of the hallway, and I was trying to hang it on the wall, but the hooks that I got um, were too short, so it's now suspended from my ceiling. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm going to bang my head on that tire at least once. Um, and then I ended up buying um, some stuff for the bathroom, a shelving unit, and stuff like that. Um, but 
I was, I was coming back in and I saw Joyce. So I was chatting with her. She's the landlady. She's really cool. And she's like, holy man, you're back. And I'm like, well, till tomorrow. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, well, now I have to go to my sister's for a couple of days. But I'm only going there for a couple of days. And then I'm coming home because I haven't been here basically since May. I haven't been in my apartment since May. I'm not going to close up all the windows. This time. I'll close them down so that when it rains, it's not going to soak everything. But I'm not going to shut them up tight. No. <laughs> no. It's still technically summer. We can still have some hot days. We're not quite into August yet. So, no. Um, but I think I'm going to stay until Sunday. I'm not going to try and do the cottage traffic drive. No, that would just that would just irritate me too much. And I'd have to probably road rage ram somebody with my little car be like bumper cars um she's got an appointment and she needs some help so i'm gonna go down and give her a hand and then i'm gonna come home for a few weeks at least and then i'm going to go to new brunswick for a week and go visit crystal and then come back and hang out until october and then go to arkansas i have plans i have plans um but uh, I'm kind of looking for like a, a job that I can do from home or where I'm traveling. Just kind of earn like, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks a month. That's all I need, really. Extra over top of what I'm already getting is like 200 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, whatever. So I've been looking for that. So if you know of anybody who needs an editor, you know, keep me in mind. <laughs> I work cheap. Um but I'm going to get a hold of a lady that I know when I get back. Um, I used to do a lot of manual labor for, like moving. And now that uh, Brian lives in New Brunswick, he's not around to do all the stuff, that, like her gardening and stuff like that, that he used to do for. So I'm going to give her a call and touch base with her and say, hey, you know, I'm back for a few weeks. If you need any help doing anything, I'm available. You know, it's all good. So I think now... Because I'm looking at this uh, clothing thing that I bought. I actually want to put it together before I go to bed. And it is actually 1.30 in the morning. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. It might just end up a box in the middle of the floor. But, <laughs> you know, because it's not like I can do anything with it until I come home. Because I'm leaving for my sisters tomorrow. So I have to pack, gather up my laundry, sort out what's laundry and what's not laundry. Um, because everything just kind of got thrown into all the suitcases when I left. Um, and then figure out what I'm taking, what I'm not taking, and pack the car and get in the car and drive. So, yeah, we'll see. It might still be sitting there when I come home. I don't know. And the other one is one of those metal racks that you put in your shower. So you have like sh corner shelving, but that's where I, not what I'm going to use it for. But I think I'm going to wait until I get my bedroom reorganized before I figure out because it might end up in my bedroom. It might. So I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. All right. So I'm going to get off here um, and I will see you all next week for the 100th episode of Lupa's Bits. I'm going to have a couple of guests. Um, I might do a where are they now or where am I now? <laughs> You know, little clips from the very first episode and uh, kind of see where I am now in my journey because that's kind of what this podcast started out as is this way for me to talk through the emotional roller coaster that I was on when I started it 
And I'm in a much stabler place now. I'm in a much better place mentally. Uh, physically, I still have a ways to go, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. Butter tarts are good. Um, but I'm in a much better place in my life than I was when I started this 99 episodes ago. So, yeah. It'll be an interesting uh, look back on my podcasting career and the life of Lupa's Bits. So, all right, everybody. I will see you all next week with some surprises, I hope. And stay healthy, stay clean, wash your hands. Don't touch your face and don't lick shit. And don't forget, be kind to everybody. Okay, see ya. Carry on all that you have done. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.